Welcome to the How It's Doing Me podcast. Are we ready? Are we ready? Is this ready? Are we good? Are we good? So she said, what's the problem, baby? What's the problem? I don't know, but baby, I'm in love. <laughs> Shrek and uh, Cars, like like the McQueen Cars, they have the best soundtrack for animated films. Argue with your mother. Are we ready? Are we ready? Are we good? Are we good? I think I think we're set. Behind me is mess, but we don't care about it. We care for something else. It's fine. It's cool. Anyway, hello, my name is Zuru, and this is the How Is Doing Me podcast. Welcome. Here, we'll discuss everything under the sun and explore how they make us feel, or at least attempt to. And with each new month, we'll explore an exciting new topic, and this month, we will be looking at poems that made me cry. Like a bee. This is chapter two. Welcome, welcome back. Hi, hello, how you doing? <laughs> How'd you like last week? Let me know. Let me know what your thoughts were. Comment, share, all of that good stuff. Um, continuing on the poems that made me cry journey. Um, I am looking at my notes and I did not write jack shit in here. I only have my intro and my outro. So I guess we are going to be winging it today. It's fine. It's cool. Oh, I look beautiful. <laughs> I look good, okay? I look really, really good. Really, really good. Uh, recently, I've been thinking to myself, I live in the UK. Why don't I do my makeup like the British girls? Because I'm too busy watching K-dramas and American YouTubers. Anyway, um, I decided to, like, you know, focus on the skins with my makeup today because British girls, we, we dominate skin. I said what I said. Okay? And I, I look good. I look great. Um, I did something different with my eyes. I've got like this really shiny gold. Let me take my glasses off real quick so you can see the beauty. If you're listening only, I highly recommend also watching the visuals, okay? Because I look salesy. I look salesy. If you're looking for a wife and you're a sane human being, you might just find her in the video. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, anyway, look at my eyes, okay? We, we look good today. I was a bit unsure about my lips. I didn't I didn't know if I wanted to go full red or if I wanted to, like, keep it neutral. So I did this, like, this Korean-Japanese thing where I, like, color in the center of my lip and I blot it out. You don't care about this, do you? That's not what we came for. That's not what we came here for. Okay. Okay, that's fine. That's very cool. That's okay. So today... Um, we will be looking at poems by Brianna Wyest. She is incredible. I've read some of her work. It is actually amazing. Um, while um, Mel Eve makes me feel feels and puts me in my feelings and makes me feel like, hey, dang, it's going to be okay, you know. I've been through it, but we're going to come out on top. Brianna's poems, on the other hand, are like, you are your own problem. <laughs> she literally has a book that's, that is... Oh, wait, let me find the book. Let me find the book so I don't butcher the title. She has a book titled The Mountain Is You. 
basically you are your own obstacle if that does not explain to you the kind of poems she writes i don't know what will um it's poems that let you know (laughs) where you are going wrong in your own story where you are doing things to jeopardize your own self like you you, mm, life is doing things but you are also contributing to it so in the course of researching for this episode i realized that this woman has released many books (laughs) initially i thought it was just um the mountain is you but no 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 she's got a few more i will list them off um as i get to them but yeah no i intend to buy them all because i like pain there's no other way there's no other way around it i like yeah yeah just call me out (laughs) because that's basically what she does i did find a few pages from the mountain is you and i will be reading them out to you and letting you know how i feel about them and how called out i feel you know i know who know before i read um some pages from the book here are some reviews on what people thought this book was like so dr nicole Lepera, the holistic psychologist, says Brianna's book is a beautiful expression of healing, her insights on self-sabotage, emotional intelligence, and deep transformation are invaluable. She understands that change begins with self and her book is a gift to the collective. You see what I mean? Like self-sabotage, I'm seated inside like the table that is self-sabotage. I am on top of it. I am the table. <laughs> I am the table. I'm not on the table. I am the table. Self-sabotage and my life are like best friends. Um, self-sabotage. Well, yeah, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay, no, that's not an accurate description. Let me think about this a little bit. Okay, so I would say that self-sabotage and... um. Ah, oh, what you call it now? What do you call it? Imposter syndrome. I would say the self-sabotage and imposter syndrome work hand in hand. They are best friends. They are the COO and CEO of Fuck Your Life Ministries. Um, they will mess you up and they go hand in hand. In the past, I would say that they both ruled my life, but now I'm trying to like work through my fears and if I'm scared of doing something then I just do it. I don't try to think too much, I don't try to plan too much, I just do and hope for the best. Um, (laughs) And if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out but at least I would have overcome the fear by doing it. That being said though, no one is ever going to get me to climb any kind of heights because I'm deathly afraid of heights and I refuse to do it some people say oh no you're not afraid of heights you're afraid of falling they are one and the same to me i refuse to do anything that makes me feel like i'm gonna die from falling off a cliff or height i'm not no so that's the only thing i'm not trying to explore but every other thing you have fear of failure and all of that yeah i try to push myself to do stuff but i would say they go hand in hand and if you've 
if you've got a little bit of self-sabotage in you you've probably got a lot of imposter syndrome as well because <laughs> i feel like imposter syndrome leads to self-sabotage so i think it still applies jenna black an international coach says the mountain is you is a wake-up call that inspires hope in adversity you're invited to burn the rules of what you've been taught about yourself as you awaken your inner hero and consciously choose a new narrative and ultimately create a life you deeply desire and deserve. Brianna provides an alchemy of pragmatic tools and deep soul shifts to build the courage and clarity required to climb your own personal mountain and essentially remember who you came here to be. Ooh, not who you are, but who you came here to be. Oh my God, wait, hold on. Oh no, oh no, that's, that, that, that's doing something to me. Why? Oh my God. I'm going to have to, I'll put a pin in that. I'll return, I'll come back to that in a second. Wait, hold on. I've got thoughts. The ultimate seeker's guide for those brave enough to face their true north and take their power back. Oh, right. So I feel like as people, and I'm going to say as women, and I'm going to say as black women because that's who I am and that's it. <laughs> you came to a black woman's podcast okay this is what you get anyway as black women sometimes we're just told who we're supposed to be you know we're just kind of like given a task we're told who we're meant to be we're told how we're meant to show up in the world how we're meant to show up in uh, the prof professional world how we're meant to show up in homes how we're meant to show up in relationships how we're meant to show up in society we're just told stuff and being the rule follower that i am i just i don't i don't i haven't i'm not the type of person wow i'm this is what you get when i don't write a script you get raw you get stumbling and bumbling and you get um me fleshing out my thoughts live so this is not gonna happen again because <laughs> i feel very vulnerable but anyway it's okay it's cool it's cool um i am a rule follower and i feel like i don't ever question things well at least i didn't i haven't had to i haven't pushed myself to i haven't tried to um but it felt like all the while when I didn't, I was in a dream. I was in a simulation, kind of. I was awake, but not aware. It was kind of like, have you ever had those dreams where you're not really in control of yourself in your dreams and you feel like your eyes are half open in your dreams? You can barely see, but like you're navigating and you're moving and you're doing stuff in the dreams where you can barely see it's like it's real foggy that's how my life had felt up until a certain point where it was like hold on who are you what are you doing why are you here and people often try to tell us what we should be doing and how we should act and how we should show up but they never tell us the why and even if they do try and tell us the why it's usually some stupid patriarch because you're like oh you're a woman that's what women do but then when the why that they whoever they are give you does not align with you what you like 
your strengths, your weaknesses, it then puts you in a situation where everything you've known kind of comes crumbling down and you have to like figure it out for yourself. Which is why that line just kind of, it hit me hard because it's like, remember who you came here to be. Dang, she said, remember, we don't even know. We're trying to figure it out, you know, and she's on about remember. So at some point you should have known, but you didn't know. So how are you going to know now? How are you going to remember when you never knew in the first place? Hey, pray your Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. We've got a long way to go. We've got a long way to go. Well, I have got a long way to go. Damn it. I've got a long way to go. I have to find the strength and the courage and the bravery to face my true north and take back my power whatever that power is we'll figure it out <laughs> so there's only a few pages available to me online because i don't have the book and i'm just gonna read a bit and talk a bit and we'll carry on from there and we'll see where this goes the mountain is you page six just as a mountain is formed when two sections of the ground are forced against one another, your mountain will arise out of coexisting but conflicting needs. Your mountain requires you to reconcile two parts of you, the conscious and the unconscious. The part of you that is aware of what you want and the part of you that is not aware of why you are still holding yourself back. So the first thing that came to my mind was, what do I want? What What is it that I want for each area of my life? Like career-wise, I know part of what I want. I don't know the full picture, but I know immediately what I want. In the next two, three years, what I want. In the next five years, maybe what I want. But past that, I don't know. Relationship-wise, I think I know what I want but then my life is so much more than career relationship and every other area is a bit vague to me so I guess I have work to do to figure out what it is that I want for my life in every area at least have a vague <laughs> at least a good start would be to have a vague idea of what I think would be my ideal I don't even have that for certain areas or maybe I do and I just don't remember it now because like I'm not writing it down hello and welcome to my brain the place where we understand by writing writing you can speak to me all you want but if you want me to understand I'm gonna have to write I'm gonna have to write it down which is why i prefer text over calls um but yeah i think i might have to sit down and write down different areas of my life that i am aware of and the different things that i want for specific areas and i do have a list of things that i want and some of them are part of like things i want to achieve this year and they fall under the miscellaneous just because just because I don't know what area they would fit into. 
They don't help my career. They don't help my relationship life. They don't help my personal life. Maybe they help my mental health, to be honest, but like not in a direct way that like maybe a therapist would, you know? They might help me emotionally. I might feel better about, you know, myself. I might feel better about life. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to sit down with this one and figure it out and figure out why it is I haven't made strides towards achieving said goals because I mean god dang what is my brother hoovering he's breaking the house down anyway I'm sorry if you can hear that um aside from the obvious things like you know social standing race financial situations the other things I feel like would be holding me back, things that I should work on so I'm able to push myself and try to achieve and try to like go after what I want regardless because there are people out there doing what they want to do regardless of how um, of how much is stacked against them and while I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, all the things that are holding you back and not valid i'm not gonna sit here and say nothing is valid all of it is valid every last one of it is valid however i would like to be able to do the self-work so i can determine when to push the boundaries and kind of stand up for myself and be like mm, i know y'all don't like black people but i'm here now i'm here now you know it takes it takes a lot of self-work to be able to have that courage to do that and to know when to do that and all of that so yeah gonna have to do the self-work sometimes that mm, i've recently discovered that post lockdowns um i have developed a slight anxiety when it comes to going outside because the lockdowns happen and inside of the lockdowns um george floyd happened and ahmaud aubrey happened and while i'm in the uk and i'm not in america there's a lot of shit that also goes down here in the uk where people get killed black people get killed um and i remember one day the realization of the fact that i live in a predominantly white 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 neighborhood in a white 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 town it sent chills down my spine and ever since then like i have to mentally prepare myself to go outside like i can i can i can get up and do anything last minute in my own home but if i have not prepared myself mentally to go outside it's very difficult and obviously with doing social media you need to be active on instagram you need to take pictures you need to actually go outside and find locations it's such a chore to me now <laughs> I don't want to go outside. What am I doing there? And I know not going outside is a hindrance because there's loads of content that I want to film outside. There's loads of ideas that I have. And I'm the one holding my own self back in that regard because outside is free. It's very free. Um, there's a chance I could get into trouble as a black person but there's a chance that i couldn't do you get what i mean like i need to actually go outside <laughs> the dreams that i have and the things that i want to achieve in to me to me to me 
are very important and as I'm sitting at home not chasing them not pursuing them it's upsetting me (laughs) it doesn't make me feel good it doesn't make me feel happy about myself it doesn't make me feel happy about my life and I want to change that and what's holding me back is this new anxiety about going outside and I don't know when the anxiety came specifically but denying that it exists is not going to help and trying to will it to go away doesn't help so I have to do the work to actually try and push myself gently but push myself still to go outside and do the things because if I don't it's never going to get done if I don't, all of the dreams that I have are going to die. Um, all of the ideas that I have are going to rot. Um, they're just going to sit there and be useless. And I don't like that. The thought of that makes me sad. So, yeah, I guess I am the mountain in my own life. <laughs> I am holding myself back from doing simple things. Um, don't let anyone tell you that doing social media full time is not work it's most definitely hard work historically mountains have been used as metaphors for spiritual awakenings journeys of personal growth and of course insurmountable challenges that seem impossible to overcome when we are standing at the bottom like so much of nature mountains provide us with an inherent wisdom about what it will take to rise up to our highest potential The objective of being human is to grow. We see this reflected back to us in every part of life. Species reproduce, DNA evolves to eliminate certain strands and develop new ones. And the edges of the universe are expanding forever outward. Likewise, our ability to feel the depth and beauty of life is capable of expanding forever inward if we are willing to take our problems and see them as a catalyst. Forests need fire to do this. Volcanoes need implosions. Stars need collapse. And human beings often need to be faced with no other option but to change before they really do. Crap. I feel like Brianna's in my walls or something. I feel like she's like spying on my life because she's right. (laughs) The minute that I made the conscious decision to take my life into my hands and take my future and take my decisions and my actions and everything back into my own hands was when shit started to hit the fan. Figuratively, of course, not literally. That would be weird. Um... I was forced to change. I was faced with a dire situation and I had two options, collapse and wither away or change, adapt, evolve and grow. And I picked growth. And as humans, we are generally speaking wired to grow. Now, It's scary to imagine if I hadn't had half the 
adversaries that I have had. I mean, not to say that I enjoyed them at all or that I'm looking back on them fondly. Never. But they served a purpose to kind of forge me into the person that I am today and to build the resilience that I have now. And I would say that I like the person that I am today compared to the person that I was two, three, four, five, ten years ago. Not that I hated that person from before, but this version of me is more honest with myself about how I feel, what I like. This version of me has boundaries that I religiously uphold. This version of me is more mature and she tries her best to give grace to herself. This version of me is on the path of self-love, self-growth, self-development, self-care. And I like this for me. Now, I don't know what future me is going to look like. I'm hoping she looks better than current me. That doesn't mean that if you've done me wrong in my life, that I'm grateful to you for doing me wrong. I still don't like you. Ten toes down, I still don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. Don't like you. Because some of the things that have built resilience in myself right now are going to need therapy to deal with. Mm, 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 I'm going to need a lot of therapy, to be honest. I, th- I-, I can see it in my future. And as soon as I can afford it, but help, please reach out to me, sponsor me. Thank you so much. I would really appreciate it because guess what? <laughs> I tried the financial help and better help and it was still too much for broke or me. So, better help. Reach out to your girl. Let's decide together, okay? <laughs> I'm going to need so much therapy. My therapist is going to be like, Oy. This one is borderline getting ready to brook. At the moment, all of the tools that have been put in place by myself to preserve me and to keep me safe, um, they serve me right now. But I believe future me they will not serve her and then i would not be faced with the mountains of adversity i would be faced with the mountains of all that was left after fighting all the battles fighting all the wars future me will be left with all of the carnage all of the loss all of the pain everything that kind of has been built up in the process of trying to keep it together and push through difficult times and future me will have to do the work of healing and getting through it and getting past it and get into a better place mentally now future me i hope that's like next year (laughs) i hope that's even this year you know i hope future me is not like in five years time because please it's a lot it's a lot's going on but anyway to have a mountain in front of you does not mean you are fundamentally broken in some way everything in nature is imperfect and it's because of that imperfection that growth is possible 
If everything existed in uniformity, the gravity that created the stars and planets and everything that we know would not exist. Without breaks, faults and gaps, nothing could grow and nothing would become. The fact that you are imperfect is not a sign that you have failed. It is a sign that you are human and more importantly, it is a sign that you have more potential within you. As someone who is a perfectionist, I need to hear that more. I need to say that to myself more. Um, The fact that things don't look perfect in your life does not mean that your life is trash. It just means you have the potential to grow. It just means that you've lived life. It just means that life has happened. Nothing in life is perfect. Nothing in life should be perfect. In that imperfection, you are perfect. Maybe you know what your mountain is. Maybe it's addiction, weight, relationships, jobs, motivation, or money. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's a vague sense of anxiety, low self-esteem, fear, or a general discontentment that seems to bleed out onto everything else. The mountain is often less a challenge in front of us as it is a problem within us. An unstoppable foundation that might not seem evident on the surface, but is nonetheless shifting almost every part of our lives. Yeah, she might as well have written this paragraph while listening to me like speak at the beginning to like my mountain and what I would think my mountain is. And it it is that a vague sense of anxiety, a general discontentment that seems to bleed out onto everything else, low self-esteem. I mean, people don't know this. I don't know. Maybe people do. Maybe people do. Maybe I've talked about it a lot. But anyway, um, (laughs) growing up, I didn't care for my body. I did not like the body that I was in. And sometimes that girl still comes out and she's like, you ugly. You ugly ugly as girl shut up and go sit in um (laughs) sometimes it comes out and i feel it again and i'm just like and i know i know that my mountains are not necessarily physical actually one of my mountains is physical and he's walking around but we don't talk about that person um that particular mountain um yeah we don't deal with that mountain we don't we don't we don't talk to him we don't talk to that mountain Mm -mm, no and honestly i think we're getting to the point where that mountain will no longer be an issue for me but anyway that's not the mountain that i'm interested in dealing with um all the low self-esteem the not really caring for my body feeling ugly, the anxiety, self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, all of that. That's my mountain. And I just had the picture that my mountain looks like Mount Rushmore and it's got the different faces and they're all different things. So one face could be anxiety, the other could be um, imposter syndrome and so on and so forth. And I don't know why that image came to my mind, but it did. And now it's, it's not it's not going out. It's not going anywhere. Okay, that's cool. 
The Mountain Is You, Chapter 1 There is nothing holding you back in life more than yourself. If there is an ongoing gap between where you are and where you want to be, and your efforts to close it are consistently met with your own resistance, pain and discomfort, self-sabotage is almost always at work. On the surface, self-sabotage seems masochistic. It appears to be a product of self-hate, low confidence, or a lack of willpower. In reality, self-sabotage is simply the presence of an unconscious need that is being fulfilled by the self-sabotaging behavior. To overcome this, we must go through a process of deep psychological excavation. We must pinpoint the traumatic event, release unprocessed emotions, find healthier ways to meet our needs, reinvent our self-image, and develop principles such as emotional intelligence and resilience. It is no small task, and yet it is the work that all of us must do at one point or another. Self-sabotage is not always obvious on the onset. Self-sabotage is a coping mechanism. It happens when we refuse to consciously meet our innermost needs, often because we do not believe we are capable of handling them. Read me. Read me like a book. Oh my God. When this is over, I'm going to have to read that little bit again and make notes. Because she basically said, have you got self-sabotage? Here are the steps. Here are the tools. These are the steps you need to take to figuring it out. Pinpoint the traumatic event. Release unprocessed emotions. Find healthier ways to meet our needs. Reinvent our self-image. Develop principles such as emotional intelligence and resilience. Five key steps there to dealing with self-sabotage. And I can already tell that by the time... I get to step two, I will be crying like a newborn baby. Like I would, I would be, (laughs) that would be me. That would be me. I would be sniffling on the bathroom floor. Oh no, this is great. (laughs) I need to buy this book. As soon as I buy the book, I will let you know how it went, what I think. I'm so sorry. I went on Instagram to find um, her Instagram page because I know she's got more things on there, and there's some of the some of her poems that I saved specifically for this podcast. And I just saw this weird post. It says the girl who faked having a baby and even took a picture in the hospital bed. The baby had on a beanie. Oh, that girl who words. There is no context, no nothing. It's just a woman crying with apparently a fake babe. Anyway, that's not what we came here for. <laughs> oh no. Oh my lord. I'm just going to read some of her posts on Instagram. They're excerpts from her books. Right, so apart from The Mountain Is You, she's got two other books. Uh, one of them is 101 essays that will change the way you think and there is a follow-up book to that called when you're ready this is how you heal 
these are just some pages from the book some excerpts from it that she's put on her instagram i'm just gonna read them to you i promise you will feel attacked don't come for me go to her attack her not me because just like you my edges are getting snatched the wig is strategic today yeah i don't have edges anymore because of her we blame her but it is necessary for our healing don't even worry your edges will grow back but that good health has to come from inside okay you will blossom even in the moments you are most convinced you are failing and falling behind it won't always be easy and it won't always be beautiful but you will get to the other side when you're there You'll begin to see that all along, there was a reason. What was the reason? There was a reason. There was a plan. There was a destination. You were becoming the person you were meant to be, even if you didn't know it at the time. You were going through the very things you thought were sent to push you off your path. They were in fact leading you right to it. I always feel like I'm failing. I always feel like I'm falling behind. I don't know. I feel like society has put this narrative on people. Let them know that like your youth, your 20s are the best years of your life. You have the most energy, make the most of it. But it fails to take into consideration all the little things that make each person's 25 look different from this ideal that they're pushing from this ideal situation that this kind of narrative is coming from i'm going to be 26 in a few months right now honestly i don't feel like celebrating anything because it just feels like there's nothing to celebrate i feel like i'm failing i understand that many things have happened in my life that have made it particularly difficult for me to be where i would prefer to be and um because of those things my life definitely looks a lot different from what i would have ever imagined it to be right now and while i am not upset because i know there was nothing i could do to prevent the outcome that i have now and to prevent my reality as i know it now i still feel like i'm failing every single day i still feel like whenever I try to do things I don't do it the way they're supposed to be done I'm not making the most of my time productivity is such a scam it's such a scam it's such a scam because okay productive 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 when do we rest though when do we rest when do we rest and I'm saying this as like a workaholic I'm always doing something always working on something I can't sleep my sleep is so terrible i don't rest and even when i do try to schedule in the time to rest i feel guilty that i'm resting because i feel like you're failing anyway you might as well work twice as hard to get where you want and that's another thing they keep saying oh as black people you need to work twice as hard as the white person to achieve half of what they've achieved and can i not can I not? Why Why are we forcing me to work twice as hard? Why don't we try and change the system so that 
everyone can work adequately and get adequately compensated it's giving me uh she was you know attacked because of how she dressed as opposed to she was attacked because some madman decided to attack like it's giving me the same energy and i don't like it i don't like it but then i can complain about the system all at one but that is <laughs> the system that my life is currently living in and i just feel like every day i wake up and i feel like i'm definitely falling behind um sometimes i look at um people 25 people my age doing things you know and also social media is a scam social media is also a scam people will not put their struggles on social media they they won't they won't unless unless like you know they're on like a journey of self-discovery of personal development that that maybe this is their brand to encourage you and say all these things then they'll put it on there but the people you know personally they're not out here talking about their struggles they're not out here talking about like things that have gone wrong in their lives they're not they're not they are not so you see them and you see what they've shown you and you are feeling like you know you're falling behind you're too late you're too old and you just feel really shitty about yourself what i've been trying to do recently at least is look at my life and look at all of the bad days that i've had all of the really really big terrible moments i've survived every last one of them that have happened like some of them i brushed them off and i was fine i mean probably not fine probably not fine probably have trauma from that but anyway um but there were some that i cried there were some that i had to put in the actual work to move past it again more trauma but i've come out of all of them they may have been like ugly ugly journeys to whatever new version of myself was on the other side but i did the journey and i came out my timeline i'm trying to tell myself every day that my timeline is different i may be 25 but my 25 years and your 25 years are not the same in experiences my 25 could be your 35 or vice versa my 25 could be your 15 you never know there's so many people who've experienced so much more in so short time and i will say that for the first 15 years of my life my life was smooth sailing for the most part like there's a lot of trauma chucked up in there but i was oblivious i was blissfully unaware so i was fine ish but then after that i became aware it was like god dang so many things happening all at the same time like big 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 life-changing things and sometimes it's like i put in all this effort i try my best and i'm still failing and if you're feeling like that just know that even if you are failing you are failing forward and everything will fall in place you cannot heal your way to a world where negativity does not exist because it always will you cannot heal your way to a world where negativity does not exist because it always will you cannot heal your way into the most physically perfect version of yourself because that's not who you were born 
and built to be. You cannot heal your way out of every worry, issue, struggle, grief, sadness or down day because that is not the point of being alive. The point of healing is not to return to a place where everything is perfect. It is to develop the ability to respond to what's imperfect. You cannot heal your way out of being human and you were never supposed to. We're all human having human experiences. Give yourself grace. Your life will pass one way or another. The events that will unfold are the events that will unfold. You will meet who you are meant to. You will find the opportunities you need. The choice is not what you experience, but how. How is everything? How is golden? How closes doors and it opens them? How creates something out of nothing? It is not the years we live, but how we live them. It is not who we cross paths with, but how we love them. It is not what we are given or not, but how we take what's in front of us and turn it into all we ever needed it to be. It is how we experience life day in and day out in the quietest moments and the biggest ways. The how is the way. I used to feel regret about meeting certain people and experiencing certain people and missing certain opportunities. I used to, but recently I've, I don't care anymore because I tried to look back on my life and think about the possibility of me not say meeting these people and I feel like even if I were to go back in time and tell myself don't meet these people it will be bad I'd still go meet them (laughs) I think I was meant to meet the people that I met and I was meant to have the experiences I had just because that was the trajectory my life was going at the time Like I think back on university and I'm not the type of person that makes friends everywhere I go. I take my time when it comes to making friends. I'm very careful and very decisive and very picky because um, I feel like my personality, the way I'm wired, when it comes to relationships and people that I care about, I care about them. And I'm, I feel like I'm very genuine with my friends and I'm very open and honest and transparent. And I don't think everyone deserves that energy. I don't think everyone will reciprocate that energy. I don't think everyone understands that for what it is. That's not a dig on them. It's not a slight on them. That's just who they are. You know, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to want to be with you. But at the time, I think I was just a little naive. And I didn't realize that people are people. And just like you have your own personalities, you have personalities. Just like you have your own personality. And you are who you are. People are who they are. And they like what they like. And they have 
experiences that they've had and things that they've gone through that have shaped them to the person that you see now and you can't expect them to give you the same energy you give to them and if it's important that you if it's important to you that you receive the same kind of energy that you put out then it only makes sense to find your tribe but then again it takes actually putting yourself out there and getting burnt a few times to realize who your tribe is because you don't just you're not just born with that awareness it's something you cultivate it's something you develop and without some of the experiences that i had i would not be able to clearly decipher when i could and couldn't get along with people now i'm much better at it than i was before and within the first few minutes of the conversation i can tell whether or not i i could be your friend and you could be mine at the very least i am grateful for that knowledge um and i'm also grateful because that process taught me to trust me to believe me and when my intuition is saying no to not question it it also taught me to set boundaries and you know it taught me that it is okay to pull away from a person when you believe that it's not working you don't have to cut them off you don't have to like cuss them out it doesn't have to be anything violent anything like dramatic it just needs to be a simple i'm taking a step back from this friendship slowly but surely because the red flags are red flagging and i i don't like it i'm not comfortable the one negative thing that i know i took away from all of that was um being more reclusive <laughs> be more of a hermit is a recluse reclusive oh jesus english anyway but i am determined to fix it now it might be late to some but it's better late than never because my life will pass one way or another and it is how i experience life day in day out in the quiet moments and in the big ways that matters the most one day you will look back on this time and all you will see is magic you won't remember how stuck you felt or how far behind you thought you were or what you wish you had done differently all you will see is that within your uncertainty was also your potential and within your lostness was also an opportunity to be found and within your discomfort was also a chance to see what you needed to change and changing it was you becoming the person you were always meant to be if there is one single thought that can comfort you in your darkest quietest nights please let it be this one day you will look back on this time and all you will see is magic auntie brianna i'm gonna need you to make that into like a shirt or like a sticker or put it on like a mug or like a water bottle because i need that i was just having this conversation with a friend he's working the job of seven people 
literally seven people people on his department keep quitting and he's just like taking on their roles because he has to he's being told to and he's getting paid like below minimum he doesn't have enough to like have his own place we were just talking and he was saying how he's gonna have to advocate for himself and he's gonna have to go up to hr and be like yo i need compensation for the work I'm putting in and we were just talking about it and I remember saying to him like yo I can't wait for the days when we will look back on this situation and we'll look back on these events in our lives and we'll look back on the past and we'll just like laugh and we'll find the humor in it and we'll just kind of like reminisce on how how hard we worked and how much we struggled and fought for what we wanted in life and I can't wait for the day that that happens but also I think I'm doing this balancing act of I can't wait for a better future and I'm discontent in my present so I'm working hard to make my future better but also I need to be present in my present when we risk nothing we risk everything everything we intended to do everything we came here to be you see this is why oh i hate to talk about this person because his um instagram is literally edge snatching um his name is steven lewis and he is um a licensed i think it's marriage life mlft i think i think i think so he's a therapist a licensed one he's legit and he specializes in um imposter syndrome and i think he posted something a few days ago saying how we need to do you know what 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 am i doing i can go see it now i'm on instagram Right, so he posted something saying, um, growth happens when you start doing the things you are not qualified enough to do. Um, in 2022, stop telling yourself you are not qualified, not worthy, or not experienced enough. And here, Brianna is saying, when we risk nothing, we risk everything. I joked on his page and his comments, and I was like, well, do you have doing things you're not qualified to do money? Do we have that? Do we have it? Because there's gonna be like practical things that will try and kill you when you try to do that but also i think it is important to do what you want to do the things that you're interested in pursue them chase them go after them which is why i am doing a podcast with no prior experience of public speaking no confidence in what the fuck i'm saying i'm just here winging this thing and I don't know if it's going to do well. I don't know if it's going to flop. I'm just talking and hoping for the best. I am not licensed in anything. I am not a specialist in anything. I just, I just, I'm just like, you know what? I have thoughts. I have thoughts. We will, we will say them. We will speak them. And if the podcast ends up flopping, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I'll be upset because I mean Jesus Christ you know how much time and effort I'm putting into this but 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 I'll be proud of myself I'll be hecka proud of myself because 
do you know how much time and effort i'm putting into this thing i'm i'm doing the damn thing i'm doing it i will be proud of myself and i would be able to you know say proudly like yeah i started it yeah flop but like i was there i did it i did it i've got so much on my plate and it's because i've told myself well if i want to do it, i'm gonna do it now i need to find the wisdom to be able to balance everything so i don't die from overworking myself but that's another conversation for another day <laughs> so this particular one is just her calling me out she's just straight up calling me out i don't like it but i'm just gonna read it to you and move past it because she's just calling she's basically saying bitch get the fuck up off your ass and go outside go experience life do it uh, i know you were raised that way but still you have control now you're earning actual money i know enough but like mm-hmm, go outside do things experience life i think that's what she's saying to me and i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it but i'm gonna read it to you If you aren't careful, your life will become defined by the four walls closest to you. You'll forget that anything else exists. Your entire world will become the perimeter of your space and you will forget something important. Past those few feet of brick and mortar exists everything. All of it. Everyone you've ever known and everyone you'll ever meet. Every story that's ever unfolded and is currently unfolding. Every shoreline, every highway, every place you've ever loved and everyone you don't yet know you will. Don't let the optics trap you. You exist within an infinite universe containing infinite potentials. And you, a conduit of energy and light and thought and breath and life, did not inhabit your body to just experience one tiny corner of it the shade of it all wow the people places and things that are destined for you are the ones that give you as much energy as they take what's meant for us becomes a symbiotic force and when we move towards what's right what's right moves towards us You will resist your own growth. You will resist your own growth because you were told that what's most familiar is most worthwhile. You will resist your own growth because you came to believe letting go is a loss when it is in fact a beginning. You will resist your own growth because you do not yet know that nothing presses us to release it unless something else is imminently waiting to arrive. You will resist your own growth in the same way a seed must break through its own shell before it can take root, in the same way the darkest hour of the night is the one before the first light of dawn meets the horizon. You will resist your own growth until you learn that growth is all there is. And when you try to stop your own evolution, you stand in the way of everything beautiful that you intended to experience. You will resist your own growth because it is scary to grow. But slowly you will realize it is far scarier not to. Maybe life doesn't change you. Maybe it shows you to you 
Maybe it prompts you to grow. Maybe it pulls away what you can't find the courage to leave. Maybe it shakes you away. Maybe it shows you the pieces of yourself you cannot see. Maybe life doesn't change you. Maybe you change yourself once you see yourself. Maybe life was only ever trying to show you the way. You are the most constant thing in your own life. Befriend yourself first. Invest in yourself first. Become yourself first. The rest will come together in time. Maybe you should trust the misconnections, the calls gone unanswered, the opportunities that had every reason to work but didn't. Maybe you should trust in the small signs before they become big ones. Maybe you should trust those tiny contractions, the nights that drain you and the people who don't see you and the places that make you feel uncomfortable within your own skin. Maybe you should learn to trust in what passes you by so you begin to trust in what lands right in front of you. Maybe you should trust in what isn't working because it's ultimately trying to guide you to what will. Become your own soulmate first. The love you're waiting on someone to give you is a projection of your desire to know yourself. It is waiting to see yourself more kindly through someone else's eyes. The very way you most long to be loved is the way you need to love yourself, to see your own potential, to care for yourself, to hear the sounds of your own approval, to build a life you are proud of. Until you are your own soulmate, you will be left asking others to feel needs they were never meant to meet. I had an epiphany a few days ago and I um, I wrote everything I thought down but it was kind of on the same topic where life was given to me in two parts pre and post marriage pre-marriage me was supposed to be this diligent person who went to school and studied hard and got a job and lived this modest life just you know meeting your immediate needs and all of that and then post-marriage me was supposed to be the me that was excited and went on these trips and did these wonderful things together with my forever person my soulmate and marriage was supposed to happen I don't know how they came to this conclusion but it was supposed to happen before 25 and slowly as time went on and I crept closer and closer to 25 I was like this this ain't happen god dang and I started to realize that the things that I wanted to do I was subconsciously postponing them subconsciously pushing them to oh I'll do that when I get married or I'll do that with my husband I'll do that with someone that I'm with and it then made marriage become this thing that I wanted to attain even quicker even more desperately because I just want to live life and I want to experience things and I want to enjoy life and and I'm still on the journey of telling myself and 
convincing myself that I can live life now and I don't need a man to live life. I was born without one. I went to school without one. Working without one. Earning money without I don't need one to enjoy and experience life. And I will do a whole podcast episode on that because I've just got I've got so many thoughts on it and I've written them all down and everything but this 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 yeah it kind of speaks to that for me maybe it doesn't for you and if it doesn't let me know what it makes you think oh let me know what you know it speaks to you about let me know what you know comes to mind when you think about it um let me know in the comments drop me a message why not sometimes you have to figure out who you aren't to realize who you are sometimes you have to understand what a good relationship isn't to understand what is sometimes you have to walk alone to understand the value of your inner circle you have to be rejected to appreciate acceptance and you have to get a little lost in order to understand what path is really yours Sometimes you have to identify everything you don't want before you can claim everything you do. Yeah, I feel like in life we're expected to just know what works. We're expected to just know the right way to do things, the right way, you know, things should unfold. But that's that's not how this shit works. It really isn't. That's 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 not how it works. <laughs> For me, I would say that has been the case. Um it took me going through a terrible relationship and seeing terrible relationships around me to then seek out good relationships and good visuals and good optics and like and representations of like good relationships and once I was able to find that it was a wrap it was a wrap for me that was it for me I was able then to clearly clearly say yep this is good this is bad i don't want this i want that but it took me going through the bad to get to the good the same thing also happens in careers i see people go to university and they study one thing and they come out and they're like "Mm, no they like it and they go back for something else or sometimes people go in they know yep this is not for me and then they drop out and they end up you know doing amazingly well with their lives so bottom line if you think it's for you, try it out. If it's not, you will know. And in your knowing, you should then discover you and what you like and what is good for you. When you romanticize the future more than the past, you move forward. But when you romanticize the present, you become free. This is my constant struggle in life. I, I, I would say that I have always romanticized my future right from when I was a child. I've never really been content with my life, even as a child. Not to say that my life was like terrible or anything. Um, I had the regular amount of trauma that everyone did. It's okay. It's cool. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't content. I remember I vividly remember you know as a child many times thinking when I grow up this will be better when I grow up I'll be able to make my own decisions in regards to this and it will be better 
for example, the perfect example, my body, I, I've said this to my mom many times. She did not know how to dress me for the shape and body type that I had. She was unaware, completely unaware. And my mother and my personalities are very different. She doesn't care about the fashion. She doesn't care about makeup. Like she will wear the respectable minimum and call it a day. I'm over here reverse contouring and all of that. And she's just like foundation all over the face, powder, eyeliner, lip gloss, go. I could never. So when you have a very simple mother like that, who likes to dress simply, do things simply, and then she gives birth to a child who is as extra as you, who wants to look good all the time, and you hit adolescence and you hit puberty and things start to change in your body and she doesn't have the skill or the knowledge to be able to accommodate for that with the clothes that she buys you and she's just like dang just wear the clothes and go out and you're just like dang I'm so so embarrassed because I don't look good I don't feel good I don't look good and I remember as a child I would always say to myself when you grow up you will be able to afford the clothes that you like. You'll be able to choose what you wear. You will have full control. She will not determine it. And looking back now, I don't remember a single time where I wore anything and I was like, oh, this is cute. I like this. Like in my memories, there's no time where I felt confident in what I wore. There was no time I felt good in my clothes. I was grateful that our school had uniforms. Um, whenever there would be like a situation where we didn't need to wear uniforms, all the other kids would be excited to come wearing their own clothes. I would be stressed. I would be annoyed. I would just, I would be, I would pray that they would change the rules last minute and we would have to wear uniforms to school. I don't remember ever being happy about my appearance. Um, but, but when I look at the pictures of what I was wearing, some of them were not that bad. Some of them, I feel like me from back then, could have styled it owned it worked it and turned it into something that I could have been proud of but I was so disconnected from my present and basically I was romanticizing my future thinking about when I'm, when I'm in the future and like I can afford my own clothes yeah that's all I could think about so I didn't care we would go clothes shopping and my only criteria would be does it fit does it fit cool let's buy it and my mom would try she would like you know ask me how i felt about the clothes how, what i wanted but the thing is being a church girl as well we only ever bought clothes for church there was never any budget for like oh you could possibly go to like a friend's birthday party here's what you should possibly wear there was nothing like that it was church and traveling to london and guess what traveling to london included trousers jeans Unless we left to 
the London, I could not wear those jeans. I couldn't wear the jeans to school. I couldn't wear the jeans to 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 a friend's birthday party. I basically was dressed in church attire 24-7. Oh my god. Oh. Oh. Oh, never mind. Oh god. Of course I didn't romanticize my present. It was so embarrassing. Wow, God. But yeah. Didn't romanticize it at all was not here for my present when I was a child, didn't enjoy it, but now I've found that I've taken that into now, and I'm still romanticizing my future, but there's a lot about my present that I am happy about, there's a lot about my present that is good, and is a gift, and it's just, like, my present is the future that I was romanticizing as a child. I can buy my own clothes now. And I do. And I enjoy it. And now my future that I'm romanticizing is, oh, I want to be able to have enough money to buy what I want when I want it, as opposed to like, waiting three, four months to buy one item. And I'm not a hoarder by any means. And when it comes to clothes, I am quality over quantity any day. I don't buy clothes like in bulk. I, I, I buy what I like. And I can go into a shop and come out with just one item. I'm perfectly content with that. However, what I'm not content with is seeing something I like, seeing something I want and not being able to afford it. That's the part that I'm not content with. I'm not upset about it because there's really nothing to be upset about. But I'm not content. But I don't think that's fair to myself. I think I owe it to myself to pat myself on the back and be proud of the fact that the future that I dreamt of as a child, I am living it. That's worth celebrating. That's worth, you know, being happy about. That's worth everything. Like, my my teenage self would see me now and be proud. My teenage self would see me now and be excited. My teenage self will see me now and cry tears of joy. And while I still will continue to forever romanticize my future because I always am striving to be better and do better and achieve more and be in a better place, than I was yesterday, I do think I need to put more priority on romanticizing my present so that I can be more present, so that I can be more grateful, be more in tune with what's going on, be more aware of what's going on, be more here. Because let me tell you, my childhood is a blur. I don't remember Jack. I don't remember half the some of my friends tell me oh we went to school with this person who who yeah we used to play with them on the playground girl i was never on the playground you know i wasn't i was not because i did not like the fact that i was fat and i felt like i wasn't even fat that's the problem but i felt fat and i felt like playing around on the playground was just like gonna highlight the fact that i was fat and i was a bit like i don't remember shit because just trauma and wanting to be in the future so bad and just not liking the present <sighs> but we thank god for growth we thank god for development we thank god 
for being here now. We thank God. We just, we, we, Father, we bless you. <laughs> I think I'm going to end it here for today. I think I've had enough dragging from Miss Brianna Wyest, um, or Mrs. I don't know what she is, uh, or Ms. I'm not sure. Um, definitely check her out on Instagram. It is Brianna Wyest. Uh, it will be should I spell it? Should I spell it? Okay, why don't I? I do. I go spell it. So, Brianna, B R I A N A Y S T W W I E S T. Uh, spelled that way. Full name on Instagram. I will leave a link to her Instagram, and if I can find links to her books, I will leave them as well in the show notes below. Uh, my phone is dying. It's had enough of me. Um, this particular episode it's gone over an hour we're coming close to like two hours worth of filming this is gonna be a bitch to edit i thought today's episode was gonna be a short one bang i talk a lot i talk a lot this is what happens when you when you don't give me a script or when i don't give myself a script anyway thank you for being here if you stayed here all the way from the beginning to the end you're a real one if anything I said resonated with you, made you feel any type of way, definitely, first of all, go give Brianna Wyest a follow because she's amazing. Um, but also, if you wanted to continue the conversation, why the heck not? I think Spotify now does this thing where people can send in messages. Use it to your advantage. Send me a message, okay? Send me a message. Let's continue this conversation. This episode of the podcast will also be posted on the how is doing me youtube channel uh on when on friday sorry leave me a comment there as well let's continue this conversation excited to hear what you have to say did any of these poems resonate with you do you have a favorite will you be getting any of the three books do you have any other book recommendations for me let me know what you think what color is the sky where you are leave me a random comment i don't care it's cool. We'll have a conversation. We'll, we'll talk. We'll gist. It's fine. I have said so many words in this outro and said a whole bunch of nothing at the same time. Anyway, I just want to say a huge thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed it, please give this a five star rating wherever you are listening to it. And I hope you join me again next week, Wednesday for another episode on all podcast platforms. I should be on Apple Podcast by now. If I am not, I'm coming very soon. Okay, okay. <laughs> and on Friday on the How Is Doing Me YouTube channel with the visuals of this smizzy look. <laughs> Leave me a comment while you're there. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. Finally, check out our website at howitsdoingmepodcast.com for the audio transcripts. And I will leave all the links, all the relevant links in the show notes below i've been your host zuru you can find me on my personal channel zuru and all of my social links will be there as well in the show notes for you special thanks to me for doing all the work to bring this to life and to you for listening and making it all worth it thank you so much and i'll see you next week bye